Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased you are all here with me today. It's one of those shows. Yes, it's those shows that my listeners tell me they like so much. It's just me and you uh, riffing on a certain topic. Um, We've got one today. I think it might be a little controversial. So we'll see what happens. But first, of course, I'm reading an excerpt from my book, Everyday Awakening. And if you like this excerpt and you would like to read more, you can always find it at everydayawakeningbook.com. Um, I have to tell you, I actually went into a, a local uh, pharmacy, a, a little community pharmacy just this week, and I saw they had like a couple of books on the side that were the, the little sign underneath that said uh, local neighborhood authors. And I was like, oh, um, would you be interested in carrying my book? And they were like, uh, yeah, sure, as long as it's... Uh, uh, as long as it's a family friendly book and stuff, I go, yeah, absolutely. And so, and I went back there, I brought a copy of the book. They bought it from me for a wholesale price and it's being there. And it's, so it's like the first kind of real store, <laughs> little local neighborhood store that it's at. So that makes me feel good. Anyway, just thought I'd share that with you. And I see uh, loyal listener, Patty checking in, listening on the road. Okay. All right. So our section from the book today is entitled strength does not come from force it comes from being vulnerable kind of apropos i think for what our topic is for today being strong is not about strength being strong does not mean we are domineering being strong is not about being forceful being strong is about something far more powerful true strength comes from deep inside us from having an intimate connection to our souls. Strength is also the power that comes from seeing ourselves clearly. Strength is the knowing that through our choices and our intentions, we are the creators of our world. We are strong when we make conscious decisions in our lives. And we are strong when we refrain from using our strength. But we are strongest when we allow ourselves to be the most vulnerable. Today's going to be a very vulnerable show, show, you'll see. True strength is the will to exercise our power as a force for good. Might only makes right when the might is used to uplift and support. It is easy to use our muscles to hurt another. It is too easy to use intimidation to control another. These are signs of weakness, not strength. It is far harder and more difficult to be a gentle giant than to be a bully. The world does not need more cowards hiding behind the masks of power. The world needs more people who have the courage and strength to be true, honest, and authentic. Real strength comes from being a real person. Real vulnerability comes from sharing our difficulties and our pain. Can you share more of your true self with another? Can you find one person to tell something vulnerable to that you've never told anyone before? Hmm. Yeah, I like this. I like this uh, particular section of the book. And 
trying to remember why I wrote this particular one, but I believe it, it was probably because, um, I, you know, when I work on myself, it's not uncommon for things to be brought up from childhood. And as a kid, I was a short, schleppy, fat little Jewish boy in the Bronx, and I was an easy target and got picked on by the local neighborhood bullies fairly regularly. Um, and it was not a good feeling. It was not something I would wish upon anybody. And those experiences did get me to question, like, why are things the way they are? I mean, in some ways, it kind of put me on my path that, you know, got me questioning why things are the way they are and got me questioning, uh, uh, you know, how to change, how to be better. But it's also, it, it got me questioning, of like, why does somebody become a bully? Why? Um, do we, do we find people that fall into that so much? And a person can be a bully, not oh, just by using their physical strength. People can be intimidated and bullied at work through mental intimidation, through innuendo, through harassment, through a lot of different things. And so one of the things, and this is, this is it's, it's a very deep and complex subject, but I know that just one of these, one aspect of someone being a bully, of someone using their strength against another, is that it usually comes from feeling weak inside, internally. And that when we feel weak, we need to pick on somebody else who's even weaker so that we feel stronger. It's all about propping up a weak ego. If you ever see somebody who has a, a really big ego and always has to be out there in front and always has to be the center of attention and always has to be the one who everyone else has to listen to, that is a sign of actually not a strong ego, but a very weak ego because the person has to constantly prop themselves up to feel good about themselves because actually underneath that, they're feeling very not good about themselves. And so using our strength, and, and, and again, I'm not making strength right or wrong. It's like anything else. It's like a hammer. You can, you can use it for good or you can use it for ill intent. It, it's completely, completely up to the individual. But when we use our strength to defend somebody who, who maybe is being picked on by a bully who can't defend themselves, to stand up for people who don't have a voice, to, to uplift somebody who's in pain. And again, there, there's a difference between uplifting and enabling. Uh, we, we don't need to use our strength so that other people can stay weak. We want to encourage other people to find their own internal strength and to learn to stand up for themselves. But we all need support now and then. We all fall down and we all feel like, oh my God, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know what to do. And that's okay. Being open and admitting that, that is real strength. 
Because when we're truly strong inside, then we're not afraid to show when we're in pain, when we're hurting, when we're confused and tired, when we don't know what to do. And this is one of the reasons why you see it talked about so much in the leadership circles these days and and among thought leaders around leadership. There's a lot of talk of authenticity. There's a lot of talk about, you know, bearing your soul because that's how people relate to us because they're all in pain as well. And by being strong enough to share our pain, to share our confusion, to share what we truly deeply believe in inside, even though it may not be the popular opinion, that is real strength. And again, we can use our strength so many different ways. But how do we cultivate strength, right? And we know physically to cultivate strength, going to the gym, working out, weights, cardio, all that stuff. That, that's, that's how we build it up um, physically. But what's the emotional, mental, spiritual version of that? Well, I'm a big believer that before we can truly be authentic or honest with anybody else, we first have to be authentic and honest with ourselves. It's about admitting to ourselves those deep, dark secrets that we never talk about with anybody. We first have to admit it to ourselves. It's having the strength to admit to ourselves that we don't feel good enough, that we don't feel strong enough, that, that, that we, we make mistakes or that the, there are these aspects of ourselves that we don't like a lot, that we put down that we try and ignore, that we try to lock in a little box and hide away. And maybe it's that little part of ourselves that uh, is greedy or just wants what it wants or, you know, is just looking for something. And most of the times, those wounded pieces of ourselves. All they want is to be loved, to feel safe, to know that they're okay, to know that they're good enough. And to be honest about that is a tremendous relief. Through most of my life, I have to tell you, I felt like a victim, not consciously. Again, you know, when we talk about doing the deep inner work, when we talk about these deep subjects, they're not often very, we're not often consciously very aware of it. And this is where kind of watching ourselves and just watching, observe, not even observing, but just watching and paying attention to our thoughts, to how we show up. But for so much of my life, I felt like a victim because of early childhood trauma, because of abuse by one of the local kids, by being beaten up by some of the local bullies. Um, it really uh, affected me on a very deep level. And how did it show up? It showed up by me allowing myself to be taken advantage of by me giving more attention, time, and energy to people who 
didn't really fill me up, who never supported me. I was always supporting other people. And I don't regret any of it because it was all a path to help me to be who I am today. And while I know there's still deeper places I can go, I know there is still, there's more evolution. There's more, uh, there's more growth for me. But even though I know there's more, I'm in a much, much better place than I was. And part of it was by, at the very least, just admitting these things to myself. Admitting the things to ourselves is where it starts. But when we can then also share it with people we trust, then when we see their reaction and we get the support from them, just being present, being witnessed by somebody else, that is so healing. And that's why I, I love the shamanic work that I do on the side, because it is something we do in community. And we share our process with other people. And when we share it with other people, the healing is so much deeper. But first, we have to go internal ourselves. First, we have to share it with ourselves. First, we have to be cognizant and be aware of it ourselves. And, and after we're aware of it ourselves, then we can share it with other people. And this is where... That, that give and take of doing the internal work, but doing it in community comes to play. So um, a wonderful section from my book, Everyday Awakening. Yes. And it's still available. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. It's on all the major big retailers. And, and also, like, if you like, and I personally love going to the small independent bookstores, if you like, just go to them and tell them, hey, I know this is available. It's through a major distributor, Ingram, if you need to tell them. But ask them, hey, Everyday Awakening by Sam Leibowitz, can you get me a copy? They can absolutely order it from where they ever they get their regular books. Even though it's self-published, now it can go everywhere. So please um, support those small independent bookstores. I love them and I think they're great. So, all right, it's time for us to take our first break. William, I see you're checking in as well. Welcome to the show, William. It always warms my heart to see my loyal listeners checking in. Um, and if there's anybody who, who this is your first time listening uh, on the Facebook Live or, or uh, who's first time listening, please check in. Let me know you're listening. Let me know what questions you have. We're going to be talking about a very interesting topic today, um, one that I think might be a little triggering for some people about personal freedom versus community responsibility. And I'll tell you how I came about with this topic when we get back after this commercial break and you are listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we do this every thursday 12 noon to 1 p.m eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc on facebook at facebook.com slash talkradionyc and facebook.com slash inspired thoughts with sam and we will be right back after this you're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Thank you for tuning in today, whether you're listening live through the Facebook Live on talkradio.nyc, or if you're listening to the podcast, which we're on all the different podcast platforms. Now we're on Pandora. So if you like Pandora, you can find the Conscious Consultant Hour on Pandora. Um, And I really would love, especially with people on the Facebook Live, if you can put in your comments and questions, because this is a topic I really want some interaction with. So I hope hope you can... uh, reach out to me. And I see Sanaya is also with us on the Facebook Live. So all my, my, my top three most loyal fans are all with me today. I really appreciate that. So today's topic is personal freedom versus community responsibility. So why am I talking about this this particular week? Well, other than the fact that I've scheduled one of these only me, no guest shows, because I got my shot yesterday. And to be honest, I didn't even know how I was going to feel today. So this could have been a very like, uh, kind of show, but I actually am feeling fine. Um, and getting the COVID vaccine, it's so, so interesting how divisive it is. The topic, it's so interesting how 
tightly people hold onto their beliefs about getting vaccinated. And look, I'm, I know a lot of people in the alternative health realm. We've had shows on the network uh, with, with the creator of the film Vaxxed. There, There is so much around this topic that's makes it very challenging to kind of be clear about what's really best for us individually. But one of the things that I see that in some ways I feel it makes the, the conversation and the topic around it so confusing is this idea that people feel it's it's an assault on their personal freedom. And this might be something that's very unique to the United States because I know like my, my sister, many of you know, my sister lives in Israel. She's lived there for many years, her whole family. Israelis, when they got the vaccine, nobody looked at it as an assault on their personal freedom. Well, maybe not nobody, but very, very few people. But here in the United States, we have such a mindset of the individual and individual rights. And I believe in that a hundred percent, but where do we find that, that very um, porous line between individual rights and our responsibility to the community at large? And the reason why I bring this up is because if we look at the countries where people tend to be more community focused, we look at the Asian countries. I mean, look at Taiwan. I have a good friend right now in Taiwan, and she's like, there are no cases. There are like zero cases of corona there. Why is that? Because they did all the right things in the beginning, locked down the place, very strict. Everyone wore masks when they came up with the guidelines. Everybody... Um, uh, you know, everybody like followed along because in, in the Asian cultures in general, it's actually the opposite of what we have here in the United States. It's actually the focus is on the community much more than the individual. Like the individual has much less rights compared to the community. It's all about community responsibility, much less about individual rights. Um. Ooh, I see some, some comments on the Facebook Live. Ooh, I'm so happy. So Patty says, yet we don't need vaccines to attend school. Remember when we took the polio shots at school? Yeah, I mean, I remember as a kid, I, you know, I, I don't take the flu shot every year. I know a lot of people do, and there are some reasons for and against that. Um, but when I was a kid, I got all the standard shots. There is one thing, and I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later, but there is a difference between what they do with kids now with, with those standardized shots when they're kids compared to when I was a kid. Um, uh, William says, I don't get the flu far that wasn't going to get COVID vax, not because trust or anything. I got it because my family is high risk and I have to go out a lot. I take local buses too. I did it for the community and the family. Oh, thank you so much, William. So, so this is the point. Um, knew we were going to get to this pretty quickly. Um, so we're going to have a lot of time to talk about a lot of other things. I, 
when they were coming out with the vaccines, when I was looking at what was going on in the world in general, I was concerned. This is a global pandemic, like the Spanish flu back in 1918. Now, yes, we didn't have a vaccine back in 1918, and 50 million people died from it. 50 million. Now, that would be a lot of people today. In 1918, when the population was not as big as it is today, that was a huge number of people. And interestingly, it was some of the same debates, like people wearing masks, people not wearing masks. As a matter of fact, I, I saw some old photos of like people at a baseball game and they're wearing masks. So doing the things that science says helps to prevent the spread of these kinds of diseases, to me, it's about logic. It's about what makes sense. Now, look, I know as well as anybody that statistics and numbers can be made to look a certain way, can be used to support a certain point of view or not. But still, it's about being critical. It's about learning to think. Learning to think for ourselves about not being for or against something, but really what makes sense in the moment. And to me, it's kind of, you know, looking at what's going on around you in the world. And for those people who think getting vac vaccinated is not such a good idea, that wearing masks is not a good idea, take a look at what's going on in India. They are getting so overwhelmed. And now, granted, their infrastructure for their health system was not anywhere near what it is in the United States, and they have a lot more people. But by looking at the extreme cases, it does give us an indication of what to do. Look at Taiwan versus India or Israel versus India. Where would you rather be right now? I know for myself, I would rather be in a place like Israel or India that's opened up, that you know, the, the disease is under control, it's not spreading as much, people aren't dying. So if you look at what the places that have been successful at curbing a worldwide pandemic in their own little island, in their own world, if you look at what they did that worked, why wouldn't you do the same things yourself? I, I hope you understand the, the logic of what I'm trying to get across. I'm not... For, I'm not saying to be for or against anything. I'm talking about looking at what's right in front of us and making an intelligent decision. Now, look, most of you know, I, I believe that we're not just a mind. We have a heart, we have a body, we have a spirit, and we have multiple intelligences. And we can access those intelligences by, by learning to be present with each of them. So it's not just about a logical, smart thing. It's also got to feel good in our body. It's also got to resonate with our heart. And if there are some questions, and if you're not sure about something, there are different ways to go about approaching something. And we've got a break coming up. And, and when we come back, 
I'm going to get into what decision I made, why I decided to get the vaccine, and not just why I decided to get it, but also in the United States, we happen to be amazingly fortunate because we've got three different vaccines to choose from. I mean, now you can choose from it. One of the reasons I waited, I just got my shot yesterday, but one of the reasons why I waited was because I, even though I was eligible and I could have gotten a shot a month ago, two months ago, I waited until I knew I could have a choice and I could have the choice that I wanted. And so, yes, as William said before, sometimes doing something is not only about protecting yourself. It's about protecting those around you. It's about contributing to the well-being of the community at large, not just our own well-being. And so I want you to think about this. We're going to go to a break. Ah, Patty says, it's the younger ones that are causing more outbreaks in the state of Washington. Ah, they just don't get it. Yeah, that's um, something I've heard as well. Um, and we'll get into that, that sometimes, you know, when you're young, it's easy to think that, oh, well, young people aren't getting it. And yeah, you know, your immune system may be nice and strong and you may not have any symptoms and you can be asymptomatic, but who are you spreading it to? Who are you giving it to? Are you giving it to your parents, your grandparents? Maybe you, maybe your family is fine, but you give it to a friend of yours who also is asymptomatic and they give it to their parents. How is that going to make you feel? So we're going to dive deeper into all of this. I really appreciate all the engagement and interaction on the Facebook Live. Keep it coming. We're going to continue on our topic of personal freedom versus community responsibility after we come back to break. And you are listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity right here on talkradio.nyc. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, Empower. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. 
It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Our topic today is personal freedom versus community responsibility. And it's, there's no guest today except for you. So if you want to contribute to the conversation, go to our Facebook live stream on facebook.com slash inspired thoughts with Sam and comment. Um, let me hear your opinion. Uh, I would love to know more. I see, you know, Patty and William and Sanaya are, are there. And uh, I love my loyal listeners. They are, they are absolutely the best, best people in the world. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. And so we're talking about this whole topic around getting vaccinated for the COVID uh, virus. And, I, and the reason why I'm talking about it this week is because I just got my shot yesterday. Now, I say my shot. I didn't say my first shot. And there's a reason for that. So when, and I, I mentioned this briefly before, that when um, I was looking at getting vaccinated, I didn't get it right away because I wanted to have a choice. So to me, that's exercising my personal freedom. But why did I say, okay, look, I want to get vaccinated? Because of the science, because of seeing what's happening in the communities where people are not getting vaccinated. And because I personally do not want to be responsible for spreading the virus to people I care about. And because, and I love people, I miss people. I miss being in community. I miss being with my friends. I miss being able to see people face to face. And if I were to come face to face and I've done it a little bit here and there, I mean, just with very close friends, just with individuals who either vaccinated or have the antibodies because they, they got over it. I don't want to be a transmitter. I don't want to, you know, get together with a group of people. I'm the one not vaccinated. I happen to carry it. I give it to somebody else who's also not vaccinated or hasn't had it, doesn't have the antibodies and their fam whole family gets sick. And I've known people, I know people um, to, who've gotten it. As a matter of fact, I know, I personally know one person who's died from it. I know several people who've had it and recovered. Uh, some people still have some symptoms. They're not fully recovered. One of the things about COVID that's so nasty is that the symptoms of it like last for a really long time. I mean, this is one nasty virus. And, you know, my heart, my heart so goes out to the people of India and, and to the 
poor countries in the world where they don't have access to the vaccines. You know, you want a good reason why to get vaccinated? Look at the places that don't even have the opportunity. Look at what's going on there. It's so funny. It's like when when you have such easy access to so much stuff, it's easy to get entitled and to feel like, well, I don't need to do this because, you know, look, everyone else is getting it, so I don't need to get it. And, and, and yes, it, it's, it's, it's definitely easy to feel that way. But when you're on the other side of the coin, when you're in an area where there's not easy access to it, where you have to wait, where there are people around you dying from this disease, you're going to have a very, very different perspective on all of this. And so when the vaccines came out, and, and, you know, I did my research. I talked to people who I hold in high esteem. Uh, and, you know, my, my sister's family, they all got the Pfizer vaccine back in December because they are in Israel. They're fine. But for me personally, because it's a relatively new technology and I've been around technology almost my whole life, I know that when a new technology comes out, it's not unlikely that there are some bugs in it. Like there might be a little problem here and there. So for me personally, because this mRNA vaccines, the Pfizer and Moderna ones haven't been around a long time, I, I felt for myself, for me personally, I would rather stick with the, the more traditional vaccines, the Johnson and Johnson one. So I made a very conscious decision early on that I was going to wait until the Johnson and Johnson one became available and I could pick it because it was available, but still it's like you show up at the place and you, maybe you could get it and maybe it would be a different one. And I just didn't want to be put in that position where I didn't have a choice. So I understand that. I completely understand people who feel like they don't have a choice and, and, and how that ruffles our feathers. Absolutely. We all want a choice, but there are, are, there are different levels of choices. And personally, I feel that when people make a decision to get vaccinated, a very conscious decision to get vaccinated, not out of, you know, fear, not out of, well, everyone else is doing it, but a heart-centered choice that I'm doing this because I want to protect other people. I don't want to get sick and I don't want to be the cause of other people getting sick. Oh, Patty says, my daughter and husband are nurses and both caught COVID. And she says, it's so awful. She couldn't believe people wouldn't want to be vaccinated. It's a necessity. Yeah, it, it, it is confusing. And look, I have good friends who are not going to get vaccinated. You know, I have someone now, again, one particular friend, she looked, you know, she's not sure she never got tested, but it sounds like she probably caught it, you know, a number of months ago, she was sick for a little while and then she was fine. 
Um, and, and also, don't get me wrong, I believe in also getting treatments. Like, there are real treatments that work in treating COVID, and they're, they're in, you know, um, the, the, the drug cocktail, but there's also natural treatments. So I'm not saying that we should solely rely on vaccines. We should also have good treatments. But it's when you're making a choice, when you're making a decision to get vaccinated or not to get vaccinated, are you making a heart-centered choice? Are you making an intelligent choice? Are you making a choice that feels good in your body? Are you making a choice that your spirit inspires you to make? Or is it just a pushback? Is it a reaction? Is it, oh, you know, this, this getting caught into this fear of all these conspiracy theories and, oh, they're looking to depopulate the planet because through the vaccines. Well, let's look at the reality. Now, look, these vaccines are new technologies. So there are many people who've had severe reactions, who've died from it. I know there are anecdotal uh, stories of people who've even, you know, gotten heart attacks a day or two after having the vaccines. But what's the percentage? What is the actual percentage of people who've had those bad reactions to the vaccines compared to the number of people who've actually been vaccinated? And then... are that is that number out of the ordinary is it unusually high is it low or is it average and if you look at the numbers the actual percentages it's actually way 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 less than the percentage of people who have bad reactions to a typical flu vaccine so is there a possibility absolutely but but is it unusual? No. Look, th- there's nothing that's 100% safe. Life is not 100% safe. But there are things we can do. There are choices we can make to make it better. You know, I know people who've traveled during the pandemic, who've gotten on planes, and they were fine. They haven't, they didn't catch it. But I've heard a lot of stories of people who tested negative getting onto a plane. And then when they got off the plane, they tested positive. I really, I haven't traveled anywhere. You know, I haven't gone by plane anywhere. Uh, I've, you know, yes, I'm a native New Yorker. I rode the subways a few times, not a lot. Our office has been closed since the lockdown happened. I've gotten to, I haven't had any parties. We had some very small gatherings. We actually did a small gathering New Year's Eve, just four of us, and we all got tested a couple of days beforehand. To me, that's being responsible. To me, that's not being reckless. And, and that's really what this idea of personal freedom versus community responsibility is all about. It's about not being reckless. And there was an instance of this when I talked to a gentleman that really sort of shocked me. There was, there was someone I, I learned about who was doing a certain kind of shamanic ceremony in New York. And I, it was a, something that the type of ceremony I hadn't heard of before. And I was curious about it. So I contacted the gentleman. I'd love to talk to you. And we had a phone conversation. And I was like, so you, you're gathering people together. Like, what are you doing to keep people safe? And he's like, no, we're not doing anything. We're keeping the windows open, but that's it. And, you know, if, if people are in fear, fear is the real virus. And, you know, I had this conversation and I was like, okay, thanks, but no thanks. 
And I just had such an awful feeling from this. This is somebody who's doing spiritual work and this is his attitude. To me, it just felt so reckless was the word that came to mind. And that's why I use the word. It's reckless to do things that can put people at risk when there are some very simple measures we can do to not put people at risk. And to me, that is this whole point, this balance between personal freedom and community responsibility. Is your personal freedom, and again, in some ways, I personally don't even feel, at least here in the United States, it's not a limit on our personal freedom. It's not. We still have the choice. It's when we don't have a choice at all, that's a different story. But we have a choice. I didn't have to. Nobody put a gun to my head and said, Sam, you have to go get vaccinated. You know, was there some peer pressure? Sure. Did, did my sister, every time she talked to me from Israel, say, hey, when are you getting your shot? When are you getting your shot? Yeah, absolutely. But I stood my ground. And I felt, I made this decision early on, I wanted the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because that is an older technology. I didn't feel, and, and you know what? I got my shot yesterday, no problem. Arm, a teeny, teeny bit sore. No, no reaction to it at all. Um, the, 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 and I actually, the pharmacist, my little local neighborhood pharmacy, he was really good. He talked to me, spent a lot of time with me. And he's like, you know, you got about 12 hours. If like, you know, by the time you wake up tomorrow morning, you don't have any symptoms, you're fine. And, and look, you know, it's the old question, you know, are we our brother's keeper? Are we responsible to our community? And to me, the answer is yes. It's yes in many different ways. And to me, we're not losing freedom by paying attention to what we can do to help the community at large, not just ourselves. And I'm going to kind of get into that a little bit more after we come back from break. And I'm going to tie it up with um, any comments we have on the Facebook Live. So thank you all for staying with me. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc. And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. 
This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Before I get back and we finish up our topic of personal freedom versus community responsibility, I just want to mention that we've got a couple of new shows and we're going to have more new shows starting. So this week, this past week on Tuesday evening, um, we've got the return of Kevin Barbaro to the station. He did a show with us a long time ago. He's coming back with a show called Coffee Talk XL and it airs live on Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, he does a fun show. He's a really interesting guy. He's had an incredible life. So, um, he, and he knows very, very interesting people. He's an actor and a, a concert promoter. He was a prior track and field coach. So I really highly recommend uh, you you uh, check out his show. And if you, and if you missed it, it's, it's posted on talkradio.nyc. You can find it, Coffee Talk XL. And starting next week, I'm so, so thrilled. A dear friend and fellow member of the Evolutionary Business Council is joining the network, Reverend Dr. Terrilyn Curry, Dr. TLC, I like to call her. And she's doing a show just right immediately before mine at 11 a.m. on Thursdays called Dismantle Racism. And I think this is such an important topic. Uh, she and, and she has a very wonderful approach to things. And I just felt like now is the time to have this kind of conversation. I'm so grateful that she's going to be joining us on, on talk radio NYC starting next Thursday, the 13th of May, uh, 11 AM Eastern time right here on talk radio.nyc. And we'll be streaming the video live on Facebook and all that other good stuff. And we've got, hopefully, I believe we have at least two more shows starting by the end of the month. And I think we may even have another one or two, um, maybe not by the end of the month, but beginning of next month, we'll see. But there's a lot happening here. And so if you have not yet uh, signed up for our newsletter, please go to talkradio.nyc, click on the button that says join the tribe and um, join our newsletter. If you have any trouble with that, just email me at sam at talkradio.nyc, and I will be more than happy to help help you with that. Uh, and if you're interested, you know, we're adding all these great new shows. If you or somebody you know would love to do a radio show that has a message that they want to get out that's empowering, uplifting, educational, or inspiring in some way, please feel free to put them in touch with me. Please reach out to me, sam at talkradio.nyc. 
we're we're expanding. It's a wonderful time to join the network. We've got some amazing, amazing hosts coming uh, and joining us, and uh, we'd love to see you become part of the family. Okay, so uh, I mentioned I've been talking this whole show about this idea of personal freedom versus community responsibility, and it's this perspective of community responsibility that's not just about vaccines. It's not just about being safe in an environment where we have this worldwide pandemic. It's about how we think about the environment, the ecology, how we treat fellow human beings, how we show up in the world in general. And you know, there's so much debate about the climate change and whether there is climate change or isn't climate change. Well, you know what? I don't care whether there is or isn't. The things that the scientists are saying we need to do to help fight climate change are things we should be doing anyway. So what difference does it make? What is so wrong with wanting to treat the environment and the ecology consciously? What is wrong with wanting to recycle more, to lower our carbon footprint, to produce less toxins and put less toxins into our environment? I mean, the amount of garbage and plastic that is dumped into our oceans each and every year is horrendous, horrendous. And what we are doing when we pollute our environment, we're like a baby sitting in a bath of water who shits and pees in it and just makes it disgusting. And eventually they're going to get sick and die from this toxic environment. That is exactly what we are doing. So look, you want the personal freedom to... uh, you know, have plastic and throw it away and, and not worry about our environment and, and do all kinds of things that are just not good for the planet in general. Yeah, you have that freedom. But why would you? Why would you make that unconscious choice? <laughs> Patty, I love you, Patty. Patty says on the Facebook Live that she's been recycling since the early 60s. Awesome. Sanaya says, <laughs> all for one and one for all. Patty, I love my neighbor. You guys totally rock. I mean, this is why you're my tribe. This is why you're my loyal listeners. You guys are great. But it's a message that I hope other people who might be scratching their head and might be wondering, you know, is, is this really, you know, what Sam is talking about? Have you really thought about it before? And look, to be truly vulnerable, I'm the pot calling the kettle black. I have not always been this conscious. I have not always been that careful about recycling and, and, and being aware of how much energy I'm using. You know, my mom always used to yell at us when we were kids about turning off the light when we left the room. And so I used to leave the light on just to, just to be a rebel, you know, just, just to be different. But now I, I try and be much more mindful of that. So this idea of personal freedom versus community responsibility, the community responsibility, it's not just about our responsibility to each other. It's our responsibility to the planet, to the animals, to, to life in general. Where does our responsibility to life come to play? 
I would love to see that work its way more into the conversation and not this you're right and I'm wrong, or you're trying to control me, or you're trying to take away my personal freedom. Where does our responsibility to life in general come into play? And how can we come together? And one of the things I, I love the EBC, and I'm part of the leadership of the EBC now, was, was just having this conversation around, you know, how do we come together and talk about this without making each other wrong? yet still trying to encourage people to make intelligent, wise decisions. And yes, I know there's a lot of anecdotal evidence uh, about, you know, the dangers of, of getting vaccinated. I, like I mentioned before, we've had shows on the network um, that talked all about that. So one thing I will say, and this is the difference between the way we vaccinate kids today and the way we used to when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I got one, two, three vaccines. That was about it. There wasn't a whole lot of them. And I don't even think I got them all at the same time. I got one one week, one another week, one, one another a month later, two months later, whatever. But these days, what I find concerning is they're giving kids like 10 and 12 and 15 vaccines all at the same time or three or four all at the same time. That to me just doesn't make sense. Like, don't you want to give a kid one vaccine and then wait a little while before you give them another one? So that is the change that I think would be a wise, more intelligent change. And look, the things that the thing that I personally don't particularly care for in, in this world is the, the lack of accountability and the lack of responsibility. And that has to be throughout our system, which means corporations need to be as accountable and as transparent as individuals are. And so to me, that is the real challenge. How do we bring more of that into being? So, all right, I'm out of time. I'm probably a little over time, but thank you all. Thank you. And I see, I just want to give a, a big shout out um, to Kay, I saw her commenting on the Facebook Live, a new, a new loyal listener. Thank you for, for joining in. And I hope that you'll come back next week. We do this on Thursday at 12 noon Eastern time every week. Um, so I appreciate you being a, a part of the conversation today, Kay. William, Sanaya, Patty, uh, I love you guys. You're so wonderful. Um, thank you for tuning in. And just to remind everybody tonight, a dear friend of mine, Lisa, is going to be on Graham's show, uh, The Mind Behind Leadership at 7 p.m. tonight. She's wonderful. You will love her. If you have the opportunity, please tune in on talkradio.nyc at 7 p.m. tonight for The Mind Behind Leadership. And don't forget, tomorrow, Friday, we've got a whole big block, four-hour block of shows starting at 10 a.m., going all the way to 2 p.m. Thank you all for tuning in. Next week, I will have a, an amazing uh, a guest on my show. I, I got to confirm with her, but yeah, um, I will have a wonderful guest on my show next week. So I hope you will join me. And yes, please uh, check out talkradio.nyc for all the new shows coming up, our complete schedule. Thank you all for tuning in today. I love you all. And we will talk to you next week. listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc, now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 